0: Hi everybody and welcome to Therefore a Geek episode 137. I'm Andrew. I'm Becky. And today we are going to be revisiting a topic we covered a while back. I don't remember exactly how long back.
1: I think it was in April. April or May.
0: Yep. We are going to be discussing geek parenting. Now we picked this uh, particular moment to discuss that because our son just turned six months old today.
1: (laughs) So, He's so grown. So
0: we thought we'd we'd come back to the the geek parenting and cover it. Now, you know, six months is a nice it's a nice milestone, right? We're halfway to the first year.
1: <sighs> it's,
0: it's not, you know, we, we've learned a few things. Yeah. Uh, so so we'll, we'll we'll talk about it.
1: Okay, if we must.
0: We don't have to, but I mean, we chose to. So.
1: I mean, we're sitting here. We have the microphones and everything. Might as well get it done.
0: I pay good money for these microphones. We got to use them. Okay.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: So six months in, how do you feel?
1: Ah. Uh... tired (laughs) um no it's it's been it's been a ride um I definitely I love it I love him he's absolutely the cutest baby in the whole wide world just so we're clear um and it's really amazing to watch him grow and it took a while to I don't know well, I mean, anyway. <laughs> those, those
0: first couple of months, they're really just like slugs. Yeah, they don't really move. They don't interact. They don't respond. They eat, sleep, and shit. Yes, L- literally. I mean, and that—that's not like a or oh, kid. Too, but like that's what all of them do.
1: Right, they're pretty boring to begin with.
0: They scream. Right. But that's their only they don't smile. There's there's zero recognition on from them for those first few months. Right. And it is frustrating as fuck.
1: And now he's getting to the point where he's definitely smiling and laughing, which is just the best thing ever. Um he's recognizing us. He's showing affection towards us, and he's starting to be able to sit up on his own. He can roll over. He can be more independent, whereas in the beginning, you just have to carry them around for everything. They're so dependent on you. They have no muscle control. And and so now he's really starting to come into his own, and it's really cool to watch.
0: Yeah. Well, and, I mean, you know, it's not like any of us have memories from this this age so it's like oh this is what it's like yeah like you know you don't ever get to you don't experience i mean you experience but you don't remember experiencing it from from a first person perspective so you really just have a have a third person perspective to to rely on
1: and really the best way that you you understand newborns and babies is by being a parent um you know we were both older siblings but even i was seven years older than my sister and i barely remember her newborn stage at all
0: so the only thing i remember from my sister as, as as an infant is i remember her coming home and being upset that i wasn't allowed to sit on the car <laughs> and somewhere i think i think i have it personally there is a picture of my dad holding me while i'm crying because i couldn't i wasn't allowed to sit on the car
1: you weren't allowed to sit on the car like for the picture <laughs> <laughs> oh okay so it was just it was just highlighting her no oh. it was
0: like a family picture like i think one of the neighbors took it Oh, you know, like the neighbor said, like hung up a ba- a banner like "Welcome Home, Amanda" or something uh-huh. on, on the garage, and then we took a picture in front of it, and I wanted I... to sit on the car. Apparently. Okay, okay. <clears throat> And yeah, I think that's like my that might be my earliest memory, and then I think the next memory I have comes like three years later. <laughs> there's a like I I know stories of, about myself from in there, but that's like there's there's a there's a couple year gap in there for my memory. Okay, that could have been could the 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 college of drinking, <laughs> or that could just be natural. I don't know.
1: Let's go with natural, maybe. I don't know. <laughs>
0: So let me ask you, I'm not, not sure how much you want to talk about this, but, you know, I mean, there is... Some- I want to
1: talk about it.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't, I'm not even sure where...
1: <laughs> I don't know either. Let's see what you have to ask.
0: I was going to talk about just, you know, delivery in the first couple of... First okay. few days there.
1: Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> so I had an interesting experience because I had a C-section, um, and it ended up being a scheduled C-section, um... And part of it was they thought that he was going to be big, but not too big. Um, And then another part, and this is the part that I don't mind talking about at all, is I was having severe anxiety issues. And so... I was really scared about going into labor, not the pain part of it, but that we wouldn't make it to the hospital on time or there would be complications or that he wouldn't come out and we would need a C-section anyways. So I actually had an elective C-section more for my mental health than for any physical reasons.
0: Um, that having been said, <laughs> as soon as he was delivered, every doctor in the room agreed that he that we would have ended up in the in the operating room regardless. Like you right. were not giving birth to that child as he was. Right. This kid has cheap cheeks that make a chipmunk look like a. I don't even know, but it's just (laughs) massive cheeks. Yeah. And a fairly large head.
1: Yes. And uh, what I remember, because it was all a blur. I mean, even though it was scheduled, so, you know, I wasn't going through labor. It wasn't an emergency, um, everything like that. It was just, uh, you know, walking in for a surgery. I don't know. But it is still a blur because it's a very exciting time. And the things that I remember are um that when we got into the operating room and as they were, the anesthesiologist was um shooting me up with drugs that Despacito was playing on the radio and the only reason i remember that song that's not the song he was born to but that's the only song i remember playing because uh my doctor looked at her uh surgical assistant and said Despacito has played at every single C-section we have done this month. Or maybe it was the last week or something. But she made a comment about how that song played at every single C-section. And so that stuck in my head. And then uh, when he came out, she said, Oh my God, look at
0: those cheeks. And we still <laughs> say that on a regular basis.
1: All the time. They're the most kissable things ever. <laughs> um, so yeah, what was, what was the delivery like on your end? Interesting. I mean... <laughs>
0: I mean, I am not necessarily... I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as squeamish. (laughs) At the same time, you know, I don't really need to see an operation. So, like, and I didn't. That was fine. I was up by your head. You were shaking bad.
1: Yeah, which is... A it, it is normal yeah. reaction.
0: Yeah, it was a uh, in, involuntary due to the medication. And then, um,
1: then I got really sick
0: afterwards. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a, a small period of time I I started getting kind of worried because you were really sick. It, something either the anesthetic or whatever they gave you afterwards you had a fairly adverse reaction to
1: that's one way of putting it
0: yeah i've never seen you throw up that much in my life yeah in the time we've been together never seen that at all right um so there was that and then malcolm starts puking up basically black stuff yeah apparently on on the way out he he sucked in some some meconium meconium. is that what it is yeah yeah so he's he's got black stuff coming out both ends
1: I'm really glad I didn't see any of that
0: Yeah that was a little disconcerting <laughs> yeah, And of course like being our first kid And the fact that I really have not been around an inf- Like a, a brand newborn You know I'm trying to like pat his back and like help him get it out Because he, he was struggling a little bit And I'm going okay how hard do I How hard do I whack him <laughs> That was definitely one of the early questions I I had For one of the nurses is like I was trying to burp him and like how, how hard do I do this And they're like you yeah, know like like applause And I'm sitting there going I, I actually clap fairly hard <laughs> Um, it has to do with, with band class from, from like junior high, but like I I clap hard. I'm going, I don't know, I don't know about that. But you know, I mean like there's just, there's so many things like, am I doing this right?
1: Oh yeah. Like like,
0: like next kid, I'll be like, okay, all right. It's coming back to me. Yeah. But, but first kid, I'm going, I, I got nothing. Start, tell me, tell me what I'm doing.
1: (laughs) But you adapted really well. You learned the swaddle and how to change a diaper really quickly and really well.
0: Well, I kind of had to. Like yeah. I, so I was in shift work for like all of like the, the dad boot camp, like the, the classes we could have taken outside of the, the childbirth class. So like this, this was my opportunity to learn. So if I if I didn't just say like, fuck it, jump in and, and start like nurse changed the first diaper while I watched. Then I changed the second diaper. Yep. Because like if, if, if I didn't jump in and just start doing it, I, I was going to burn my opportunity.
1: Well, and I was incapacitated. Yeah for
0: a while <laughs> yeah there was there was one of the early on diapers like i got i got i got him changed i got him cleaned up i started putting the diaper on he started peeing and crapping simultaneously and then spitting up and i just i remember looking at you going let's go ahead go ahead and press the nurse but I'm, I'm gonna need i'm gonna need an assist here
1: yeah i got really good at pushing the nurse call button <laughs> um shout out to Sentara Lee hospital nurses
0: you know and we had some pretty good nurses so. we
1: did we did
0: um so then then eventually you know a couple days later was it three days later yeah we got him home yep and that and that i get absolutely by far 100 percent was the worst fucking night we've had
1: ever <laughs> ever in our lives
0: i don't know but ever in my life there were some there were some rough times a couple years ago with work and you, you know knows what i'm talking about um that was the worst was,
1: night of my life <laughs>
0: it was bad
1: yeah and you know we got him home and all of a sudden you know we're on our own and i was nursing him and he was just screaming bloody murder all the time and like
0: like literally he would fall asleep for 20 minutes wake up and scream for 45 yeah we neither of us got more than about 15 minutes of sleep at a clip yeah for about 36 hours
1: right and he you know he'd wake up screaming and then he wasn't latching because he was screaming i'm like if you would eat something and it, what it turned out when we went to the pediatrician um he did lose a lot of his a lot of weight he lost 12 percent of his birth weight um
0: which was like 17 ounces like that, yeah. was, an, like, that was a legit measurable amount of weight
1: yeah and he so was, he was hungry he was hungry and <laughs> you know what they said is that the bigger babies they need more food and it takes a while for your milk to come in so we and gave for them to learn how to eat. Yeah. So we gave him formula in the doctor's office, and he sucked it down so quickly. And then all of a sudden, he stopped crying.
0: And then he slept for like three fucking hours. Yeah. It was the most glorious three hours I think I've ever had.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean the first the first night home was just awful and then from then on out it got better but for me for me i still had a hard time because of my anxiety
0: so so why don't you talk about that for a minute because i know that's i mean i don't want to say it's a subject near and dear to your heart but it's important yeah and it's something you know we've talked about it before tracy and i and and kurt have all written about it uh in terms of anxiety depression and obviously this is something a little bit different so
1: yeah i mean i i dealt with some anxiety throughout, uh, throughout my pregnancy, especially in the first trimester, um, that was pretty tough and then it got better well
0: and and if I, if I can go ahead and say this because then you're nodding at me it's worth noting i mean you and i both had a lot of anxiety because this was actually not your first pregnancy if, right we got pregnant and then a couple of days later had a miscarriage right like a couple of days and it was a couple of days after we figured out so we had gotten very excited very optimistic and then and then then the miscarriage so you know through the first trimester is kind of when things can possibly go that's when the majority of right. things are going to go wrong so
1: and it's it's scary and. In- general but when you've experienced a loss it's just
0: right so 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 we were we were certainly at a heightened state
1: yeah. Um, you know, for for the first pregnancy, I announced it to you in a super cute way and everything. And then uh, the second time around, it was, I took the pregnancy test and then I showed it to you. And I was like, D- does this look positive to you? Oh, hey, hang on, <laughs> hang on.
0: Let's, no, there actually is a good story for this. So we'll come back to the, the, the postpartum thing in a second here because it is important. But we need to discuss how we figured out you were pregnant this time. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I realized listening to the, the, the previous podcast, we didn't mention that.
1: No, we did not.
0: And it's actually fairly entertaining.
1: <laughs> so oh, I'll tell, you know, my my side of it. I was at a conference out of town um, and I get a text message from you while I'm at this hotel and I'm going to be there for a couple of days. And you're like, I'm dying. <laughs> I I have puked like 17 times. <laughs> and i'm dying it wasn't exactly like that but it was
0: so so, so I, had a, I had a big exam at work and i start feeling my stomach starts getting getting to me a little bit i'm like okay well it's nerves You know, it's been a while since i've done one of these exams i'm just nervous so one of the things i've learned when i get nervous is to get some food to anchor my stomach a little bit so what do i do i went to chipotle bad idea not only did i go to chipotle i had chorizo so that's that's at like 5 o'clock. 7 o'clock, I am face down in the carpet in front of the bathroom, feeling like I am about to die.
1: And I'm not there to take care of him.
0: No, in fact, the only one that's there is the dog who's just watching me, waiting for me to die. <laughs>
1: I finally get my side of the bed back.
0: Yeah, so I mean, several hours and copious amounts of vomiting later, one I don't go and take my test at work. I did finally have our friend Andrew bring us, uh, bring me a thing of Pepto in hopes that that would just purge my system. All it managed to do was make me pink puke, uh, vomit pink for uh, the next couple of rounds, and and I'm basically dying at home. So a couple days later, you come home. <laughs>
1: So I come home. Well, I had gone to my cousin's wedding. Well
0: yeah, well, yeah, you came home from your conference, and then you went to your cousin's wedding the next right. night. I, I am still at home. I am still mostly dead. Um, and I may have almost crapped myself a couple of times. I'm not going to lie.
1: Uh, so I'm at my cousin's wedding, and uh, there's an open bar. But I had already decided, I was like, I'm not going to drink because we're trying to get pregnant. But, man, there's an open bar. And I could just, like, get completely plastered. But I you know, stuck to my guns and I didn't. So then that was a good thing because the next day I started to feel nauseous and and ill. And it's like, okay, did I catch what you got? But we also knew that if we were pregnant, this would be about the time.
0: Right, we we had been trying and it was like, well, either you're about to go through absolute and utter hell, or you're going to go over. Or I'm going... going to go through slightly less hell over a significantly more extended period of time. It was option B. Yes. Yeah, and it was like, all right, go take a pregnancy test. Uh, that's a maybe. <laughs> all right, let's go to the doctor.
1: Yeah.
0: So we went to urgent care. Entertainingly enough, we had the same doctor who who treated me for you know dehydration and and vomiting and shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only time they're like, yeah, we want to get like a urine specimen. I'm like, I i have nothing i can't i have no liquid i i physically (laughs) cannot i I am not opposed to giving you a specimen uh it's not gonna happen
1: yeah so that's how we found out i was pregnant not a cutesy story at all but a funny one um so so yeah so i had anxiety you know throughout the pregnancy but it, it came in waves it got better um Especially during the second trimester. And then uh, as we were approaching delivery day, it got worse. And then he came out and it got real worse. Um, And part of that is the sleep deprivation. Uh, There's a reason that it is a form of torture. Um. Well,
0: it's sleep. It's not only it's sleep deprivation. There's the noise involved because you know screaming. There is the constant needing to attend to someone. And not only are you needing to attend to someone, you're needing to someone who cannot in any way, shape, or form explain their needs. Right. It is one of the most frustrating experiences. You're like, okay, are you hungry? No, you're not hungry. Are you wet? No, you're not wet. Do you need to, you know, move positions? Do you like this toy? Like, what the fuck do you want from me?
1: Yeah. Um so it was and and then there's also the hormonal changes. I mean, god, being pregnant is just it's brutal. It is traumatic on the body and not only physically but but hormonally. Um so uh so yeah, and and luckily uh it got annoying after a while, but every time you go to a doctor's appointment at both uh the OB's office and at the pediatrician, they make moms fill out um this postpartum depression and anxiety worksheet so that if you are showing symptoms, they can identify it and they can help you faster. Well, and,
0: and to be fair, I mean, or, or like realistically, we were going to a doctor's appointment about once a week for almost a month between your post-surgical checkups and his, you know, periodic checkups. Yeah. Realistically, we were at the doctor's office about once a week.
1: Yeah, we we were there all the time, um, which
0: I think was helpful in you know kind of catching this early. Yeah. Because you know, I mean, like you, said, you and I both have histories of depression, and and if we weren't on top of it, right. You know, this this could have been a, a lot more difficult for you than it already was.
1: Yes. And and I've always been pretty accepting and self aware. Um, but the problem is, so I I knew right away that I had postpartum anxiety um, and depression to an extent, but it, really for me the anxiety is much worse. Um, but my problem is, even though I can recognize it, I don't always do anything about it. And so for me, what was essential was not only did my OB say you've got this and you need to do something about it, she's the one who called the therapist for me. And then the therapist called me because if it was up to me to make an appointment i just wouldn't have done it i would have because you would have pushed yeah, me I was to <laughs> say
0: if if she hadn't i would have stood there and made you make the call
1: right um but you know luckily uh my doctor's office has a therapist as part of their practice and so she was able to just transfer me over to the therapist and so I've been going to therapy, um, and now I'm, I'm down to like once a month sessions, and um, it's, it's not as essential anymore, but to begin with, it was absolutely essential. And so um, I'm taking medication for it, I'm going to therapy for it, and I have no problem telling people about it, because it's so important to get rid of this stigma around mental health issues especially during the postpartum time, it's your body has just gone through this traumatic event. And then you're taking care of a completely helpless being. And it's incredibly stressful. It's an incredible change. Your life is literally never the same again. Um, And you have a change of identity. You have a change in your body. You have a change emotionally. And it's, it's hard and there's no shame in saying, I need help getting through this. Right. What else? Well, so, I mean,
0: so we've talked kind of, you know, the, the, the general parenting stuff. But, you know, we are doing uh, geek parenting revi- revised here, revisited. Yep. So so let's revisit. So I, I think the first thing to talk about, because we talked about a fair amount in the last podcast, is, is his name.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: so I've mentioned a couple times... I think I've mentioned it once in this podcast. i mentioned it several times before. So our son's name is Malcolm Andrew. Andrew after myself. It's kind of a family tradition. And Malcolm is probably the, the, the first of the, the geek things <laughs> we have forced upon him.
1: Yes. And a lot of people said, did you name him after Malcolm from... Fire, from firefly and we didn't name him for the character but we mentioned on the last podcast that we were drawing inspiration from names so no, i mean
0: we had a list i mean you, you probably had a list of probably about pushing 30 names
1: oh well, yeah there's a lot on there
0: And I, I mean you know we sat down and we whittled it down to probably about five pretty quick and, and I mean a number of them were based on various characters from various pop culture things we like.
1: Yes but we wanted a name that was that was a little geeky but not overtly geeky and um, uncommon but still a name and not not something made up not something you know just pick letters out of a hat
0: right i was gonna say it wasn't it it wouldn't it was not my second choice but the only one i really remember from the from the list was toby yeah because you and i are both big fans of west wing right um i think you know it's it's a a less common name
1: right and that's just kind of what we were going for um i think i think several people were very happy that we didn't go with you know charizard or something like that but I, i think a lot of people guessed luke but now nah, that's too I mean, obvious
0: and yeah and that's just that's just one that never even came up on the list yeah no <clears throat> like at all nope I'm not opposed to the name but just not didn't didn't meet our criteria
1: yeah so malcolm it is yep and we have not started calling him mal he's just malcolm
0: no in fact freak most often we either call him baby or little man
1: yes or man of little
0: yes man of little is a common one Baby. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah. That's usually I scared the hell out of him the other day when I did that. Like I was getting him up from a nap, and I like opened the door, I go, baby, and he just starts screaming. And I, like, I turn on the light, and I'm like, oh. Okay. It's okay, man. It's okay. Just calm down. See, calm when I get him down. up from
1: a nap, I walk in and I'm like, "Hi, baby. Mommy's gonna turn on the lights. One, two, three. Yeah, you didn't do that. I uh, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> the part that got me was he
0: like he was already like up and worked like worked up. So like I opened the door like I didn't I didn't like just like fling the door open and start yelling. Like I opened the door like normally. Like I don't know. I just, I, he s- was he was not ready for it.
1: You startle him just by existing.
0: This is true. He,
1: you sneeze and he freaks out. Anybody else can sneeze and it's fine. But daddy sneezes.
0: I mean, to be fair, I've got a pretty robust sneeze. Like that's just, that that's a thing. So, you know, something that loud, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It scares him. I mean, it used to be like I'd sneeze, he'd wake up and start screaming yeah. Now he just kind of startles a little bit, but like it used to be like if he was asleep, I would like go in the bathroom and like shove my face in a pillow to sneeze cuz it was like <laughs> I like I can't wake this fucking kid up.
1: So, in addition to giving him uh, a a semi geeky name, we also exposed him to his first Comic-Con in October
0: um yes. yeah yeah it's october well so so we went to tidewater when you were like seven and a half almost eight months pregnant
1: very pregnant
0: um and the and then we took him to yeah i had to be in october because it was right we made the costume and then it was his, his halloween costume the next week yes yes we took him to Ham, hampton comic-con which was a lot of fun i mean you know he got he got a lot of attention we dressed him up as dobby yes because it was easy
1: yes so the thing is, kids' Halloween costumes are so expensive and they grow so fast, they can only wear them a couple of times at most. So, what we did is, I took a burp cloth, cut a hole in it, cut an armhole in it, uh, tied it around him, and that was his rag. And then I just made some big Dobby ears out of like felt and
0: the funny thing is you made even bigger ears the first time.
1: They were so badly proportioned.
0: Not only were they badly proportioned, I think they were a little too heavy for his head at the time. Yes. And you sent me a picture of it. Like you put them on him and he just started Flipping out and screaming.
1: Yes. Also, the little skull cap I made for him to attach the ears to was a little too tight. It was a, yeah, it was a little snug. Um, but he looked adorable, and everybody loved him. And that whole costume cost us like two dollars. So yeah. And then we got to use it for Comic Con, and we used it for Halloween the next week.
0: As much of Halloween as he saw, he 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 went to he went to bed at like like right as trick or treating started. So it's yeah. funny because he has now like he was the one who started determining his bedtime which I mean I guess is kind of the way to do it you know when they get tired but like for a while it was like he was just kind of like whenever and then he hit like a a, a point somewhere at like three months or so where he was like no fuck you guys this is my bedtime put me the fuck to sleep yep and if you didn't he made his dis- displeasure known
1: very loudly
0: right and you know at first he you know he would sleep for good chunks and then eventually i think said we got up to 13 hours straight a couple times yep and then he hit the the four month sleep regression
1: yeah and now mommy's back to no sleep. Well,
0: I mean, he gets up, what, twice a night now?
1: Um, actually, now he's he's only getting up, like, once a night. He gets up at, like, 2 a.m. So,
0: so, so before Christmas, he was going to bed at, like, 6. Originally, he was going to bed at, like, 7. And then daylight savings time happened, and he didn't give a fuck about that. So he went to bed at 6, because it was still the same time.
1: And, oh my god, at 6.01, he was not in bed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Dear God, have mercy on your soul if you didn't have his ass in bed by 6.01. It was... It, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) There was a couple of weeks. It got a little bit better, but there was a, a point you could have set a clock by it. Oh, yeah. It was really entertaining.
1: That's one word for it. Well, I mean, looking back, <laughs> yes.
0: So, so we did that, and then we went to Phoenix for Christmas, and that like everyone's like, oh, well, how do you, you know, do you gonna go to bed at like four o'clock? Like he can't, he, he has no concept of time. Like the flights are gonna fuck him up so bad in terms of time, he's not gonna know the difference. And sure as shit, we got home, and he went to bed at seven. Yep, he did no concept of time. Time time means nothing to him. So now he goes to bed at like seven seven thirty, which is nice.
1: Yeah it's um, a good time.
0: I mean, we're recording this while he's sleeping. So, you know, we, it's still enough time for us to do some stuff. And, yeah. So, you know, so he goes to bed somewhere around there. And then, yeah, so you said he gets up about 1.30 1 and then he gets up, what, about 7 or so?
1: Yeah, some days a little earlier, some days a little later. It depends on his mood, but um, we have not gotten him on a schedule. And, you know, I, I know a lot of parents try to get their kids on a schedule and he he makes his own schedule. We have no control. Over that, he well,
0: he makes his own Like he has a routine, and we yes. kind of stick to that. He'll get up, and then about two and a half hours later, he starts rubbing his eyes and needs a nap.
1: Yep. And so it's not, you know, at eleven o'clock he gets a nap, and at 30 he gets a nap. It's whenever he woke up, two and a half hours after that he gets a nap.
0: I kind of wish I could take a nap every two and a half hours. Right? when that be? I think my boss would like that. Oh, and not, you know,
1: and also the whole sleep when the baby sleeps thing—bullshit. I mean. It's a nice idea to try. It doesn't always work like that. Somebody was like, "Oh, well, if he's sleeping for 6 hours, you should be getting, you know, 5 hours and 50 minutes of sleep." I'm like, "Yeah, no. It doesn't it doesn't take me 10 minutes to fall asleep. It takes me a little bit more time plus" When the baby is asleep, that's your only time that you're not having to take care of them. So, um, you know, there's all these recommendations like, oh, I'll leave the laundry. It'll still be there in the morning. I'm like, well, for one, that's the problem. Is that it'll still be there in the morning.
0: But... Well, oh. that, work, that works fine until a month later I run out of underwear.
1: Right. And...
0: And yes, I have a month worth of underwear.
1: <laughs> but... You know, I I remember I got to a point where I was actually able to do chores again because I had enough energy to do that. And it was like, I'm actually enjoying this because I feel like an adult. Right. Doing the dishes and doing the laundry makes me feel like an adult. And sometimes, sometimes I don't do the chores, but sometimes I just need that time while he's asleep to decompress and just veg out, um... You know, this is a job that you don't get breaks, so you got to take your moments when you can get them.
0: Right. I mean, I mean, frequently for a while, like, you know, you would go try and go take a nap, I would put him in the swing so he would sleep, and then I would go do, like, do dishes.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we would come up with routines, and then he grows, and then the routines change, and... You know, he's outgrown his swing, which is something that we relied on a lot to get him to nap at first. Um, And then he wasn't taking a nap hardly at all for like a month.
0: No, no, he refused to nap at all. Yeah. Now, admittedly, to start that, we did actually, you actually did start enforcing a routine on him. Yeah. And, I'm sorry, not just a a schedule on him.
1: Yeah, that was.
0: And that's what, that's what started getting him to nap. And then we just kind of. From there, monitored kind of his natural cycle and then adapted to that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I tried everything to get this kid to nap. I mean,
0: it's, you know, it's one of those things at this point, it's just not worth fighting. Yeah. Like, I mean, we you know, we could force him to take a nap at 11 o'clock every day. One, that requires us to be at the same place at 11 o'clock every day. So that, that means it dictates your life, which I understand to an extent the kid is going to dictate my life no matter what I do. But, you know, I want him to have some flexibility in there.
1: And so... And I also want him to learn that... Mommy and Daddy have a life too. We have things we need to get done, and yes, we are going to make sacrifices for our child. But right, you know, I gotta get the groceries. I'm sorry. Or um, it,
0: well, well, I mean, you know, so there's that. But then, you know, like instead of trying to like, you know, I mean, it's kind of the 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 square peg in a round hole. You can make it fit, or or you can go find the square hole.
1: Yeah, and. You know, we also, we read up on recommendations and everything, but...
0: Yeah, Dr. It, Google's been a fucking thing.
1: Oh, yeah. But eventually, you, you take all of those things into consideration, but you'll also have to take it into consideration your kid like most of the recommendations say put them to sleep put them into their crib drowsy but not asleep or don't nurse them to sleep well at for the first three months he would not go to sleep unless I nursed him to sleep okay um and and then he broke that habit on his own um but for him, putting him down for a nap, he actually has to be like smiley and happy and in a good mood. He cannot be drowsy because if he's drowsy and you put him down, he screams bloody murder. But if he's happy and giggly, you put him down and then walk out of the room and five seconds later, he's asleep. I don't know. He's he's his own thing and one size does not fit all. And so that's something... Um, You know, another thing that's been important to us is kind of limiting what we share on Facebook and social media and things. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, One of them being his privacy. Um, You know, we're not going to not share anything. But, you know, my rule for for sharing things and and sharing photos especially has been... um, if, if i would be embarrassed if that was me then i'm not going to share it of him um and and so as a result a lot of people are like oh my gosh he's so smiley all the time no he's not he's a baby he cries well
0: and something else i think we should explain because you know obviously we're living in the age of social media is it's not that we're not sharing pictures so we have we actually took a a page from your cousin's book who has um Malcolm's cousin is about nine months older than he is seven nine months somewhere in that range and um your cousin made a private Facebook group for for their daughter and so they share all kinds of stuff on there and so we did the same thing for Malcolm so there's a there's a there is a private Facebook group for our our family and close friends and we don't share everything certainly but we share I mean you share probably two or three times a day usually you know various things he's doing and you know it's a way especially with You know, my parents being in Phoenix and us being in Virginia, you know, for them to be a a part of our lives. So we're using social media, but I think we're using it really, I think, to its fullest extent in that we're using all of the options available to us.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of, what we share to everybody else um it is limited and it's also i also try not to not that we don't celebrate his milestones because we do especially among our family and friends but we have a lot of friends who are pregnant or who have recently had kids as well and it's so easy to invite comparisons between babies and everybody is so different um Every child is is unique and develops at their own pace. So I don't want somebody saying, oh, well, Malcolm reached this milestone at this point. You know, either our kid is so much more advanced or, you know, oh, our, something must be wrong with our kid because they haven't reached that. Like, he's going to reach his milestones at his pace. Your kid is going to reach their milestones at their pace you know well, so and...
0: so for example my my sister also has has a has a son who is two months younger than Amanda so so Malcolm's other cousin uh, on my side there's it, only about a two month difference so at three months Malcolm was pretty solidly rolling from from front to back Malcolm's cousin doesn't really have that down as much but his cousin was rolling back to was rolling back to front in his sleep at three months and Malcolm did that for the first time like four days ago so yeah I mean kids are just going to do things differently different right i mean it's funny because in the end you know they're based because the schools are going to be in a different grade but basically they're going to be in the same place in five years and you're not going to know a, a damn bit of
1: difference right and and that's the thing like you know when these kids graduate college nobody is going to care or ask if you know, were you born naturally or a C-section? Were you breastfed or formula fed? Did your parents baby wear you or not? Did they let you cry it out or not? Did they do baby led weaning or pureed? Like, oh my gosh, there's so much out there and so much judgment out there and saying, well, the way I raised my child is the right way to do it. No, you figure out, what's right for your child i i subscribe to the whatever work style of parenting
0: yeah so again kind of coming back to some of our, our geeky things
1: yeah sorry we went off no, on no, tangents no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, you
0: know yes we want to talk about geek parenting but i mean you know it, it's a whole it's a whole package here uh i do want to talk about our uh, our our vacation though
1: oh yeah <laughs> so
0: so very early on uh, at age two months old, uh, Malcolm had his first trip to go meet Corporate Overlord, otherwise known as Big Mouse. So Not only
1: that... It was California, so we took a cross-country airplane trip with a two-month-old.
0: Yeah, so a good friend of mine was getting married out in Southern California, and while we were there, because we don't get out there very often, we decided it was, you know, worth an extra couple days to, to not miss the opportunity to get to Disneyland. And actually, it was we did Disneyland and California Adventure, which I had never done California Adventure
1: before. And it had been oh probably like 15 years at least since i had been out there
0: oh i think it, i I, pro- I was probably pushing over 20 yeah for, for disneyland i mean you and i, I mean, yeah you and i had gone disney world's a whole nother ballgame yeah so i mean it was an interesting trip um i mean the, the whole trip aside i mean the whole trip parts of that trip were kind of a fucking mess that kid did not goddamn sleep holy oh. shit and and there were a few things he was teething i think the 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 hotel packing plays were not helping.
1: Yeah,
0: we learned we learned a lot about traveling with him from that trip. Yes, so 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 like by the time we came to Christmas and he's five months old, Christmas went way But be- I mean, the the flights sucked worse, sucked more because he was older and needed more
1: stimulation.
0: Yeah, but the the trip itself was way better. Well, we
1: were also at your parents, and we could spread out, and they well, were but, well I prepared
0: mean, for baby. Even still, we went we went to Florida when he was about four months old. Yep. and even that went significantly better. Yeah, so yeah, we learned a lot from that trip. But you know, I mean, Disney the D- Disney trip was interesting. So uh, since dude, who obviously our, our normal podcast uh, host Donnell, his girlfriend who who we've had on the podcast, our friend Chris, who was on one of our year in review ones, the one I started screaming at dude during. <laughs> I mean, I kind of I kind of owe him an apology for that, but I kind of don't. You know, it's still dude. He still kind of deserves it. <laughs> Uh, and Chris's and Chris's wife Jessa, I almost said Chris's girlfriend. She'd have killed me. <laughs> no Chris's wife Jessa so all six of us went to Disneyland and you know in general we had a really great time yes we did and it was it was nice because with six adults we could pass the baby around between five of us because dude dude wanted, dude refused <laughs> yeah dude on principle dude refused to hold him which that's fine well I was I was not, I was not gonna force that issue um so you know that, that was really nice so we got to, I mean we got to do pretty much everything we wanted to do we had a really good time
1: you have to tell the story of uh power. Holding.
0: Oh god, that was so funny. So we were
1: in the Star Wars area.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember exactly what because they've got a couple of like as they're building a bunch up building up a bunch of Star Wars stuff at Disneyland and Disney World, the existing Star Wars stuff is kind of spread all over the fucking place. Disney World's a little bit better because they had Star Tours before, so they just kind of like focused it there but D- disneyland it's kind of all over the place so so we were in this star wars
1: like exhibit
0: yeah it was thing. like an exhibition and chris is holding malcolm and the, the the part that i love about this is chris has two nieces and he's been around babies before and in fact chris is actually a baby vomit magnet apparently like his niece is just his niece should be niece and nephew i can't remember anyways chris chris is you know relations we'll go with that <laughs> Just, just, they vomit on him. That's what they do. So we're walking along, and suddenly I turn around, and Chris has Malcolm at complete arm's length with this just horrified, panicked look on his face. And I kind of just looked at Chris, and he goes, he pooped. And, I, 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 <laughs> I, and I've and i known Chris for many, many years at this point.
1: I just kind of look, and I'm like, and? They do that. <laughs> he, he
0: pooped. Oh, okay. All right, I'll, I'll
1: take him back. But it's like, it's contained in the diaper. Like, it's to not going to get off. To
0: be fair, that one almost wasn't. (laughs) that was not the blowout from hell no that had a lot of potential though i do remember that one being a particularly bad cleanup um we'll come we'll come to the blowout from hell in a minute
1: (laughs) oh that one's so good
0: it is because it also segues nicely into some other stuff (laughs) yes um yeah i said the california adventure day though that was a that was a little bit tougher I, yeah, because that
1: was just you and me.
0: It was the two of us. um We were still kind of working out some of the like feeding stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so there were sometimes one we were trying to you were trying to feed him and figure out how to feed him while he was in the, the ergo the the baby little backpack thing. Yeah. Which was tough. um
1: I call it boob acrobatics. It was. Yeah. It was interesting, but the point was I didn't want to have to not like have to take time to to sit and feed him Yeah. so
0: the other problem i mean the other thing is you know you're standing in line you might as well use the time
1: right well and here's the other thing and this actually is part of the reason that the first first few months were so stressful he used to have at least 45 minute nursing sessions
0: yeah he would feed a lot
1: yeah. And, I mean, he's a he's a big kid. Yeah. And for long periods of time, he's down to like 20 minutes at a time, which is so much more reasonable. But, you know, they say they, they just eat, sleep, and poop. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to be easy. Well, no, because... They need to eat every like two hours and then he's feeding for an hour and then okay, so then an hour later I have to feed him. Ugh, it was yeah. Ugh, fourth trimester. No joke. Anyways.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, but you know, it was still I mean, we still had a lot of a lot of fun. We, we yeah. Good experiences, you know, and we, we got to do some character breakfast and stuff and so a character dinner and a character breakfast and I mean so you got to you get to meet a bunch of the different characters he loved Rapunzel yes holy he did. crap little man's got a thing for blondes apparently yep no but yeah I mean you know it's one of those things people are like oh I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this stuff until they get old I was like just just do it like I mean yeah every kid's gonna be different every kid's gonna react differently but like I'm, I want to expose Malcolm to the things I love and I want to do it early
1: and we got to meet Groot that was fun that was the best
0: that was, yeah, so we were going back to the, the Guardians of the Galaxy shop so I could buy a bunch of crap because it's what I do. Um, You should really, like, stop me more often.
1: I know, I really need to. <laughs> Especially in, as we segue to the next in, in
0: fact, In fact, you encourage me more.
1: <laughs> uh, I know.
0: Um, we're, we're, we're not actually that bad about it. No. Um, but, so we were, we were going, and we saw a line, and yeah, it's Disneyland, so of course you're like, all right, what's the line for?
1: Well and, and it was a line and there was a photo pass photographer at the front of the line and the line was only like Three, three or four yeah. people um but it's like okay there is a line and a photographer what character so i what, go up, what's coming out right so i go up to the character attendant and i'm like who's coming she said groot i said get in line <laughs> and again
0: because you know malcolm malcolm's in utero nickname was baby groot
1: yes and which, then
0: which as a side note has, has spawned me to buy all all manner of rocket and groot things
1: Including, we got him a stuffed rocket well, at yeah, Disneyland. That which,
0: it, which is becoming his lovey and makes me very, very happy.
1: We haven't forced that on him at all. I
0: mean, a little bit, but he also took to it, you know, on his he own did. fairly. You know.
1: He did. He tried to, he's, he's discovered his feet and he likes to put his feet in his mouth. So the other day he tried to put his foot in Rocket's mouth and it was so freaking cute.
0: And that I mean like, you know, the 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 toy we frequently give him in the car is a, is a Mickey toy. Yes. That he just chews the shit out of.
1: Yes. He I mean
0: oh, I should say chew chew is a relative term. He still has no fucking teeth. Oh my god. Te- teething's real and it blows. Let's just put it that way. Yes. And he's been doing it for four fucking months. He literally he's been doing it since we were in fucking California.
1: Yeah, he started drooling and nomming on things and we were like, "Okay, he's teething and you
0: and and you and i both had teeth pop early yeah and no he's just he's gonna teeth forever and he eventually just adult teeth are gonna fucking come in or something i don't know
1: yeah no i i think he's gonna get all of his baby teeth at once um, cuz he's also like chewing really hard at the back of his mouth and on one side and I'm like are your molars going to pop first who, like what who knows? <laughs> I, I don't know um so uh should we talk about the the blowout from hell sure
0: because it does segue so nicely into <laughs> (laughs) into into another topic so we are buying a new house more specifically we are having a house built uh during the geek the last geek parent podcast we talked about how we one of the one of the things we weren't we weren't going to really do up his room all that much because we were planning to move and also because we've got two houses worth of stuff crammed into one house
1: and then you add baby stuff on top of that right
0: or as as as, it is better known as 10 pounds of shit in a five pound (laughs) sack um so we are having a new house built so the 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 day we signed the initial paperwork, uh, we were we were showing Becky's mother the ha- the the model house, and the the sales agent steps out to let us talk for a few minutes, and we realize, uh, I think he pooped. So we Boy, go to start changing. <laughs> yeah, we go to start changing him, and it is everywhere. It is all the way up his back. It is down his legs. The the we were we were actually going to to family day at my work, so Becky had dressed him up all nice and cute to show off. I mean, all the clothes saturated, shoved in a bag. Yeah, it the, took all three of us—you, myself, and your mother—to change him.
1: Yes, it was a three-person diaper change.
0: And and that was that's legit. Like like it would not have been a two-person job.
1: Yeah, well, and especially being in the model home, and there wasn't really. We were changing him on the the table. (laughs) I I was actually going to
0: say, to be fair, he had one that was very close on Christmas Day.
1: Yes. At which
0: point, but on Christmas Day at my parents' house, we just stripped him naked on the couch and just wiped him down yes that was also entertaining um
1: but he actually hasn't had too many blowouts
0: no at least not like severe ones yeah you know he's had a couple where it's like uh okay we gotta change clothes but but yeah so so we 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 had this just massive cleanup effort so the poor sales girl comes back who's like
1: in her 20s single like doesn't have any kids
0: yeah if (laughs) had it been the other saleswoman who was on kid number who was pregnant with kid number three she probably would have helped out like (laughs) she probably would have jumped in there with us not that we would have asked her to or made her to but she probably would have been like instinctive like the switch you know flip the switch and just goes into cleaning mode probably i I could be wrong but um yes but
1: (laughs) this poor girl looked like a deer in headlights yeah
0: deer in headlights turned a couple different shades of red and just Gave us a few more minutes.
1: Yeah, because we had a completely naked baby on her her model home dining table.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it was, a, it was a... I mean, it just... It smelled, too. It was but so bad. But it's their
1: fault they didn't stage one of the rooms to be a nursery. If they had done that, we would have had a changing table to, to yeah, put do on.
0: That wouldn't have helped, though.
1: No, no. It was bad. Yeah.
0: But... And so... So, it's, I'm, I'm going to bring this up because even though you and I haven't really talked about it on our own, what what are your thoughts for his room? So, so I, I should say we we are you know, the bigger house. We do we are going to have room for a playroom. Um, it it what is in theory the formal dining room, but we don't have any desire or need for a formal dining room. So we're going to make it a playroom, and basically it's a room off the kitchen that I can I can baby gate off and you know toddler jail.
1: Yes, it'll be fun.
0: So that that one we've already discussed is as making as much as possible Mickey Mouse themed because corporate overlord.
1: Yeah. I don't know. For uh for his room because the idea that we have is that um it'll be his nursery right now and then um someday when baby number two comes along he will move into a different room and then we'll just keep that as the nursery for baby number two so it needs to be gender neutral um which is kind of a thing we go for anyways well i mean to be fair we,
0: uh, we say gender neutral i think our our definition of gender neutral is not so much like oh you know yellows and gray like no it's whatever fucking color he has pink curtains in his room right now he still right. has them they're taped to the wall because little man needs fucking darkness to sleep. (laughs) so any light that comes through is is unacceptable yes but he still has pink curtains and i don't i don't care yeah you know so i mean we'll come up with you know gender neutral but i mean it could be green well and i was
1: thinking he has whatever he has a bunch of um of stitch prints in his room and so i was thinking maybe we could just do like a stitch themed nursery or something um yeah yeah i don't know I haven't I mean, really I
0: mean I do like Stitch.
1: Yeah, Stitch is adorable and everybody loves Stitch. They if,
0: should, if they don't.
1: If you don't
0: love Stitch, do you have a soul? Well, no, that's not a fair comparison <laughs> cuz I don't have a soul and I like Stitch.
1: Okay, fair enough. Um, so yes, so we will be moving into a new house, which will be very exciting.
0: The extra space will be so so very nice. Yes,
1: I mean we've gotten rid of a lot of stuff, but we still have so much. Well,
0: and so part of what we're doing is, as we're packing, we are also doing additional purging. I I'm on. I just packed up box number twenty nine today, and that's almost exclusively all out of my office, my office, and 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 the the comic library, and I've still got a ways to go in the comic and the office but it it is actually finally looking like i've been packing the first like dozen boxes it was like am i am i actually doing anything here (laughs) or or am i just putting stuff in boxes and it's reappearing elsewhere like um but yeah the extra space but yeah i mean we're doing a lot of purging as we're going we're figuring out you know what furniture we're gonna keep what we're gonna get rid of yeah figuring out where furniture is gonna go
1: we're also i mean we're we're donating a lot and that's something else that we want to instill uh in malcolm is is a desire to to help those in need
0: um and there have been a couple of places in particular we tend to donate to um we so we went a little you know we mentioned we were stocking up on diapers
1: yeah a
0: little overboard on size one diapers we did a little overboard so so we had a fairly substantial amount left over
1: yeah and we could have we could have tried to um to you know trade them in for other sizes we could i I know we did
0: that a little bit just as we needed diapers yeah
1: um and then you know i see on on facebook marketplace all the time people selling their unused diapers it's like we could go that route and
0: i'd be really horrified if they're selling their used diapers
1: yeah no uh okay Uh... i'm I'm
0: I'm now curious if there's a market for that (laughs) ew Cause we got bags of them, but um, <laughs> we don't want to actually keep them. We throw, throw them. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got a bag of them at any given time.
1: <sighs> Anyways, so and and you know we could definitely, especially with buying a new house, we could use all the money we can get. But you know we decided to donate them to a domestic violence shelter. And as soon as we dropped those off, they were like, "Oh, we need these so badly." And and it was just, it was really nice. To be able to give to people in need, um, and right. and that's something that we we want to share with our children. Um,
0: and the other place we tend to donate a lot of stuff to is the local children's hospital. Children's Hospital of the King's Daughters runs a number of local thrift stores. So if we've got clothes or other stuff that need to get we need to get rid of, we tend to donate it there. Both my sister and your sister have benefited from various children's hospitals. Your sister from from CHKD, and my sister from uh, phoenix children's hospital so organizations like that are are near and dear to our hearts and we want to you know get malcolm to to help other kids yeah i mean help those you know in your community help your peers help other people
1: yeah you know he's uh he's he's gonna grow up i mean he's got a, a loving family he's you know gonna grow up with a roof over his head and food on his table and you know and as far as we know, he has no disabilities or anything like that, like things are going to come easy for him compared to other people. Right. And you know, it's important to, to help those for whom things don't come easy. That's part of the reason I was a special ed teacher is education and learning was very easy to me. And I wanted to help those who for whom it was not as easy
0: yeah all right so i think we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap up here In, instead of what we've been into um do you have a a particularly favorite moment over the last six months come back to me it's like ordering the- <laughs> I know. <team> first okay <laughs> <laughs> um the one that's coming to mind it's funny because we didn't make it much past this point was was me introducing malcolm to to star wars the first time and uh, you were doing something you may have been taking a nap or something so i had him in my office i plopped him down in his little bumbo seat put him on the couch in my office and then put star wars on the the, the tv over my computer while i was doing something and so he i mean you know yeah we're not like we don't try and you know we, we try and regulate to some extent you know his screen time but it, it's bright and it's colorful. It's going to keep them occupied for a little bit while we're trying to get something done. Like I hate to be that parent, but...
1: and <laughs> it it really there are times when he's screaming and the only thing to get him to stop is the screen
0: yeah that actually reminds me i've got one more i'll give you an extra few minutes okay. a few moments to think <laughs> on that one uh but we got as far as we got as far as the cantina scene in the original star wars and like as we got close I, like i stopped what i was doing i sat down on the couch next to him i said I put my hand on his back i said all right malcolm this is the first of many important lessons i'm here to teach you but the one of the most important ones you need to remember han shot first <laughs> So that was one. The other one is he's got a he's got this, this Finding Nemo bouncer thing, and I anyway, you, you would put it together, and I guess I you'd forgotten to or just hadn't couldn't find them or whatever you'd put, you hadn't put the batteries in. The... No, I was just lazy. Okay, well I was trying to avoid saying that, but uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, Anyways, eh, that's what it is. <laughs> you hadn't put the batteries in it yet, so eventually you put the batteries in it, and yeah, he's a kid; he doesn't know the difference. So, like, he was sitting there and he's starting to have a, a legitimate meltdown. He's banging around. He's starting to scream, and his arm flails out. And, uh, like I said, it's Finding Nemo theme. So, it's got the little squirt the little turtle on it. And he whacks it and he hit a button on it and starts making noise. And instantly, he just stops freaking out turns and stares at the turtle because it hadn't done that before and he was really confused and really interested into why it suddenly started making noise.
1: Yeah, and it was flashing lights and it was making noise. It was just like a TV.
0: <laughs> right, it was but it was a great moment. Well, I mean, he he was <laughs> Almost in a full-on meltdown. And then just as soon as he hit that, it, it instantly stopped and he just slowly turned to look at the turtle.
1: Yeah, that was a good one. I was in the other room, but you you told me about it. Oh, yeah, there's another one. Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll give two also. um, The first one was when he rolled over for the first time because... <laughs> <laughs> We, we knew it was coming. Like, we could tell that. Because he was getting so close. Yeah, he was getting so close. So I would, you know, take my phone and I'd be recording it and, you know, trying, just waiting for him to roll over, waiting for him to roll over. And he would never do it. And then then one night, he's he's doing tummy time and I'm recording it. And he's like, nope, not going to do it. So I put my phone down and I'm like, okay, mommy, I'll come rescue you. Flip turns right over while I'm not recording the only time I was not recording the entire week prior. Yeah. yeah. And and so I I think I was I, I legitimately started tearing up, both because I was so proud of him for rolling over and so upset that I had missed the moment. Um and I almost missed it because I think I was about to walk into the kitchen.
0: You no, know, you walked into the kitchen then walked back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I I almost actually missed it. Um,
0: which which actually happened about about 2 months later. You walked into the kitchen, had put him on his stomach with some toys around him, walked back over and, and you looked at him like, "Did you roll over?" and I'm like, and then you looked at me and I'm like, "I haven't gotten off the couch, so yes, he rolled himself over." <laughs>
1: um and then another one of my favorites was um when when he and Bennett our our nephew oh, God. met. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah when they when they met really the, the first time you know one of them was always asleep um but the first time that they were both really awake
0: also to be fair it was, it was christmas day and Bennett was sick yeah like he ended christmas day with a formula volcano oh god it was so bad all over my brother-in-law i felt bad yeah like like soaked him all the way down
1: um but I think it was like the next day or the day after when we we got them together and they they actually first it was really cool because they were both fascinated with each other and 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 just like, what are you? This is so cool. And, you know, they had this really cool reaction. And then Malcolm, who is in the I want to put everything in my mouth stage, starts trying to eat his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> And he, and, he
0: at, at first he's trying to be kinda subtle about it. Like he's got Bennett's hand and he's just like, I'm gonna put it in my mouth. Yeah. Ah. After a while it was a lot less subtle. It was like hand like, all right, I'm gonna eat this.
1: Yeah. And and they would do this cute thing and you're like, oh, they're holding hands, and it's like, no, Malcolm has grabbed Bennett's hand so that he can shove it in his mouth. Um uh- put
0: my hand in my mouth, I'm gonna put his hand in my mouth. Yeah
1: makes total sense um, but uh, pretty much all of their interactions together it was just it was super cute and and uh, and Malcolm with with my cousin's daughter was also um, was also really cute because she she had just learned how to stand up and so and he was you know only a month or two at this point but she's standing up and he's just staring at her like whoa I want to be able to do that um, he loves other babies. And and that's that's fun. That'll help him in making friends.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll be doing this again. I suspect sometime around uh, his first birthday, cause we can talk about the the first birthday party and all that.
1: Uh i'm so excited
0: just yeah with any luck he's gonna he's gonna go full on with the smash cake it'll be beautiful
1: i think i'm gonna make cupcakes i've been binge watching cupcake wars
0: <laughs> yep yep so all right folks if you like what we do make sure you head on over to therefore you can check out our blog post and our podcast you can find us on facebook on facebook instagram and twitter and you can find this podcast on itunes soundcloud youtube and stitcher so once again i'm andrew i'm becky and you've been listening to therefore i geek